What was your vice then? What was the final straw for you to go f- I'm done here? Then thoughts and the feelings that you were having from the grieving, from all the injury struggles. Everyone struggles, but a lot of people bottle it in. I bottled it in for six, seven years. You know, since I put that statement out there, I think it was last Wednesday, last Wednesday night. Um, yeah, things went pretty mad. Don't just talk it, walk it. Harry Morgan in the house. How you doing, brother? Hey, mate. Yeah, all good. Good to be here. Nice to uh, get the conversation going. Yeah, man. How's, um, how's the little journey up here today? Yeah, it was good. Uh, long train journey. I think I was up at about half six this morning to get up here. Um, but no, good. Challenging myself to get up, get out of the house and try different things. My first time in, in Manchester. Yeah. Um, so I have a look, little look around the city. Nice, mate. It's a nice little spot. Yeah, it's quite quirky. I, I, I moved in, in January and I've just been amazed by everything. I still need to go to a United game or a Man City game, but I need to do a bit of that. But it's a good little spot up here. Yeah, as a, as a Liverpool fan, I don't think I'll be going <laughs> to a United game anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, good spot and a lot different to the valleys where I'm mm. from. Do you know what I mean? There's uh, not much greenery going on up here. It's a lot of uh, buildings. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, different. Mate, it's a different world in the valleys, isn't it? Humble beginnings. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Where, where in the valleys are you from? Uh, so I'm from uh, My Stig. My Stig. Yeah. Nice little valley. I remember when we were younger, from Bridgend, mate, we used to, I used to hate going up there because we'd always get our heads kicked in. <laughs> like, win or lose, we'd always get beaten up <laughs> yeah. or something, you know, or someone would scrap us, and we'd be called townies and everything. It's just a funny, yeah, it's like so close, but such a rivalry. Yeah, yeah? the rivalry is it's quite weird, because you said it's literally like, 10 minutes down the road mm. one road in one road out to my stig um, but no yeah as I said townies that's the right yeah. call gen people still <laughs> <laughs> the townies uh, I got yeah. a lot of love for my stig though it's a good area um, and just obviously we talked really about a connection up there that kind of made this all happen man but it's um, how to say it's a lot has been going on for you lately um, the news TV um, how have you found it or how have you found like all the publicity from what's been going on lately yeah it's been a whirlwind to say the least you know since i put that statement out there i think it was last wednesday last wednesday night um yeah things went pretty mad mm. um but for the good reason yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no negative stuff about it you know what i mean everyone was thankful for me coming out and speaking my story and how yeah. a lot of people related to that and i guess that was the whole point of me doing that was to able to share my story and to say yeah so it's, it's okay to talk about it it's yeah. okay to just open up and say look we're struggling mm. everyone struggles but a lot of people bottle it in i bottled yeah. it in for six seven years mm. and now that i've got it out there got a massive weight is lifted off my shoulder yeah. i can go places people know my story mm. they're not asking me questions about it do you know what i mean nothing's changed yeah it's just everything's changed for myself it's out there now and i've got nothing to hide Amazing, man. It's pretty powerful doing what you're doing. And just um, still young, mate. Like, still young. Still got a lot ahead of you. But more importantly, like, you speaking up, speaking about, you know, your hardships. I think it just, like like I said, helping others. But just, like, even you just saying, and that weight that's just lifted off you talking about these things. So yeah. we'll bring it back and kind of talk about it, about it all. But more importantly, like, you know, when it started, you were the Ospreys, right? <laughs> yeah, Ospreys. And just from that... Um, you know, probably, or like I said, being a Valley boy, playing rugby his whole life probably, and then, you know, the opportunities come in. And what, what pe- people don't, don't tend to know about with when you do these sports, you know, they see you doing well. And, you know, it's a common question then. 
Harry, rugby player. There's like an mm. identity connected to who yeah. you are. So then when, when you know, things aren't going well or things aren't are going great, you know, it's, it's great when everything's going well. Yeah. Um, but when, when there's hardships happening, um, it's a different ball game. Mm. So just give a bit of an explana- explain, uh, explanation, sorry, on what's happened and just, you know, what, what has led you to where you are now. Yeah, so um, as you said there, just touching it with like, everyone comes up to speak to you as if rugby is like a dream job. And from the outside, yeah, it looks good. It's all bells and whistles, you know. It's a, it's a pretty good job, but they don't see the tough times that you go through in the mm. training ground. They don't see anything that's behind the camera. That's all they see is you playing on the weekend of clips of you in training yeah. where you look happy throwing a rugby ball around, but it's it's not all that. So, yeah, going back to the, the beginning, um, I started rugby when I was about 11, 12, a uh, big rugby family, come from a big rugby family, said Valleys, there's four rugby teams within my stick Valley, so rugby was always something that yeah, I was yeah. going to go into. Um, and then sort of kicked on from there, really. I got picked up at quite a young age by um, the Ospreys. Yeah, yeah. So I was 15 going into the academy, and then my sort of development got accelerated quite a lot. So I played like a year up for like Wales age grade, so 16s, 18s, 20s. I was always like the youngest in there. Mm. Um, everything going well, playing sailing, you know, I was on track to be, do good in the game. Um, I signed a contract at a young age with the Ospreys. I um, was the first player born this century to play, play in the, the league. Um, so then it was, it was all good. Like that, yeah. that was, it was the dream job then but from, for me and for people looking in. But then around the age of, so 1920, uh, that's when the injuries started to come. Um, so the effect injuries had on me then was massive because previously to this, so about 2016, 17, I lost my both grandparents, 2016, 17, around there. Um, and that was quite suddenly. So I lost my grandmother to a heart attack, which was sudden, came out of nowhere. Mm. And then, um, a couple of months later, my grandfather got diagnosed with cancer and he was in stage four. So there was nothing they could do for him. So it was caring for him until Mm. it was his time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was really close to both my grandparents. Uh, grew up in their house, uh, back and forth there all the time. You know, they they looked after me a lot. Um, so I, that was really hard. The grieving stage was really hard. But at that age, twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen, I had rugby. Mm. I didn't get those injuries. I had rugby to escape from all of the the like outside world's problems. Yeah. yeah. So. I knew for 80 minutes on that pitch, everything was gone. It was just rugby. But then all of a sudden, as I said, injuries started coming along and I didn't have that 80 minutes every week on a pitch where I could... Escape. Yeah, escape and release everything. Mm. All of a sudden, I was going every week into the rehab room, doing rehab, uh, getting physio treatment, and that was my day. Yeah, yeah. I had no other focus. Um, I didn't go into anything because as a rugby person that's all I ever knew mm. I left straight from school to play rugby um, so yeah it was tough not having that escape and then thoughts and the feelings that you were having from the grieving from all the injury struggles it just built up in my head then and as you said I had no way of getting rid of them man yeah wow it's powerful man and it's so true and, it's, and so many people can relate to that it's um, I've been there I've been there and it's like you said, it's it's one of those things people use sports or gym as an escape and 
when things don't go, you know, when injuries happen, you can't, that's not your escape anymore. So it's like, mm. whoa, yeah. these things that I've ignored or not not looked in on head on, then we kind of go, well, shit, I need to deal with these things now. Yeah. And then I don't know if you ever noticed then that when you got fit again, did those feelings go? Yeah. So I got fit again, those feelings go, but then I got pretty unlucky that I was so from, well, to now, so for about three or four years, I've had injury, I'd play one or two games, feelings would go, and then, and I had another injury, another long-term injury, so I was like, with my knee, I was six months, come back, then my hip was up for 12 months with my hip, yeah, wow. um, come back, then done my foot, then done my ankle, do you know what I mean? So it was like, cycle of six months of pain, of the thoughts in my head, then I'd have three or four weeks where I'd be like, oh, I'm really good now, I'm fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was fixed. But then I'd get injured again, and then he'd be like, oh, get through it, get through it, because you know you feel good after time, and then I'd play, feel fixed. But at the end of the day, it was just a never-ending cycle, and yeah. it was just biting itself, and then coming back, and happening again. Wow. So, yeah. Man, it's, like you said, man, it's I, I totally get what you're saying, and it's credit to you, man, from being aware of that now. Obviously, you're at, at the other end of the perspective now yeah. where you've kind of gone through that darkness mm -hmm. and you're into the light. Yeah. And you can see where, where you want to go, where you want to move. But just, um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a really good topic. When you, were in, when you were in the Ospreys and when these injuries were happening, though, was it any moments where you could just kind of rest, rest your head on a shoulder of someone or vent this out? Or was it a... Psychologist at the club or well-being officer. Yeah, yeah. So there was a sports psychologist at the club, um, and obviously a lot of my good friends are, are there. So you could vent frustrations and stuff, but I don't know. I just would vent frustrations, and then something would happen again. Like so, those frustrations would just come straight back. Um, and then I, in my head, I never saw the signs. I never mm. saw it come in. Yeah, yeah. So it was just hitting me like a ton of bricks, and then I'd have no focus outside of rugby to be able to turn to. Mm. So then it's hard then, and within a rug rugby environment, a lot of people are in the same situation. So then you start venting to each other, and it comes back a lot of like negative stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, I'm in the same position as you. I feel the same way, and then it's like, oh, none of both of us don't know what to do to yeah. fix it. Like, it's um, yeah, it's true, man. It's like um. One thing I find about rugby as well, that we, we it's like, a, or sports, let's just call it sports. That's normally people's escape, like you said, like that's yeah. a moment of an hour of on a, on a day or whatever it is, if you're full-time, where it's like, this is my time now, this mm. is my happiness, my endorphins are up, my, yeah. you know, my serotonin's even better. And then we tend to then, you know, I've noticed even now in, our, in, in clubs, not many people talk that way. Like no. not many people go, you know what, man, I've been feeling depressed lately. Mm. Because they're just like, I feel like people, your common interest is what's going on right now, lifting yeah. weights or passing the ball or working on. So everything is talking about rugby, but it's not actually talking about you. It's not no. actually talking about me. It's not actually talking about, about us yeah. in, a, in a deeper level. But then what was your vice then? What was your vice in that moment to kind of escape that feeling of injuries and, and like, you know, that in the, in the time of playing? Yeah, so that's the thing looking back now. I probably didn't have one. So I had nothing really going on outside of rugby. So my life was rugby. Mm. It was all rugby. I'd go home. I'd go for a coffee or something with the boys. And But I, I was afraid to talk about my feelings because it's like, as you said, there's that stigma around it where you're like, oh, I don't want to yeah. say, oh, I'm depressed. A lot of people don't like using that word. Mm. 
But it's like that's what I was in. I was like, oh, I I can't say I'm depressed now. Mm. And like, it's just, what's happened like since I've come up and said it is, I'm finding it easier having conversations with some people that I don't really know that well. Mm. Like we had our first call online, and it was like all of a sudden you could open up. Yeah, it's just normal. So and it was just normal, but we we didn't even know each other. Mm. And it's the same with like my close family. It was like I don't want to admit to my close family that I'm like. Depressed. I don't want them to know that. Mm. So it's quite nice just having conversations sometimes with random people. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like they they be like, "Oh, mate, I've been in the same situation as yeah. you." Like, so true, so true. It's, it's it's crazy when these things happen. You talk to people that you wouldn't think you talk to, but they can relate in a different way. Like, yeah. th- the people who I was close with, this relating to your time when I was in that position. Not many, not many of them in that rugby team are really there or really understood. It's like um, you see people in the army, you know, or people who have been in, in service. They, they're all buddies in that moment. Yeah. But when you're out of that circle, when you're in the rehab group, or when you're not in that playing game mm. in that weekly game, you just, um, it's like you're not in that clique at the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not intentional, but it no, just happens. It just happens. You don't feel part of that group, like because I remember when I was in the the rehab group for a while and boys would have success playing on a Saturday and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, you can't celebrate. Like, so you're like, I don't feel as if I've yeah. done anything to contribute to that. So, so then you feel like a little bit worthless. You're like, what's the point of me being here? Mm. Like in this group, because I'm not actually contributing on the training field, helping them if mm. I'm not playing, helping them prepare for the weekend. And then I'm not actually doing anything on the weekend either to help yeah. them play when they play it. And and you feel I I can connect, man. I, I'm feeling this because it's like I've been there injured, sitting on the sideline watching a team win, and, and you're on that team, for instance, but you're not playing, and you're just like, am I am I yeah. am I in you? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm the king of rehab, bro. I'm I'm clapping people, new people in, yeah. and I'm clapping them out while I was sitting there yeah. just injured the whole time. So I I know what you're saying. Um, but now, man, it's been it's been amazing getting to know you and get an understanding and, and, and relate, man. I can relate so much to you in your headspace where you're at and and just seeing what you're doing now is amazing. What was the final straw for you to go, fuck, I'm done here? Um, the final straw for me where I struggled the most was when, so mentally I had struggles, but then so those mental struggles through stress, anxiety and stuff, they actually caused physical changes within my body. Mm. So, like hair loss, I first started period in my beard, started falling out, and there's like a patches on my head. Really? That started falling out. So, for me, that's when I was like, oh, shit. Mm. This is getting real now. Because you're seeing physical changes. Because I'm seeing physical changes, whereas I always thought I could hide my mental struggles. Because mm. no one can see them, but everyone can see this. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's when it's like, shit, I can't hide this no more. And I was doing stuff to try and hide it, like grow my hair up longer or stuff like that. But it was just like, come to the point then where I was like, I'm tired of doing all this. Yeah. What's the point of me being here doing this? Like I've got no one to turn to. I that how I felt I had no one to turn to. Mm. So I was just like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. Like I said, man, it's, uh, it's probably a blessing that something physically shown because then people like, Okay, we need to take action now. Mm. You know who you might have been to. You turn to your parents or yeah. a close friend, or surely you, that moment when you seen the hair 
Yeah. Like lost. Did you turn to someone and go, fuck, this is not right? Yeah, so it was around Christmas time where I was like, uh, shit, I trained. I didn't have the best training session. So I was like, oh, head gone. I just grabbed my bag, went home, and I rung my dad. And I was like, dad, I'm really struggling in the minute. Um, and he was like, oh, okay, fine. We'll have a conversation when I get home. So go home. Um, and then it was like, right, let's do something. Let's go to surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's when I started on my meds. So on antidepressants. Um, so just on them initially, on antidepressants. Mm. So I was on them for two months. And then it got to the stage where I was still like, um, I had no purpose, I had no point. I was still trying to battle through rugby, trying to um, hide the hair loss, trying to do all sorts mm. to try and make myself be better, but nothing was working. So then I was like, February, 5th of February, I was just like, it was a Sunday, meant to be back in training on the Monday, and I was just like, oh, I'm a doing it. And that's when I then overdosed on that Sunday night. Shit, man. Powerful, though. Wow. Yeah, that's... um. Mate, it's a big one, but good on you for speaking up as well, and good on you for reaching out to your dad. Like, did you notice a difference when you're on those antidepressants? Did you notice a difference? Not initially, in those first two two months, because I didn't actually change my habits. Mm. So I was taking antidepressants, but I was still trying to live my normal life, mm. of normal life as I used to live it. So it was like, whether that be going on the weekend, having a few drinks, whether it be um, coming home from training and like nap on the sofa for like two, three hours. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't sleep in the night. Yeah, it's all out of rhythm then. It was just all over the shop. Like mm. it was going to rugby. It was, I got injured as well in uh, beginning of January. Um, so it was just like, I'm on these antidepressants where I was expecting them to fix me and I could still live the way yeah, that I did. Yeah. Um, but it obviously didn't work. But now I'm on, so I'm on different meds now after the overdose I'm on. Now I'm on antidepressants and um, anxiety medication. Mm. So my anxiety gets really bad whenever I go into new situations. So like, for example, coming up today on the train, like, Fuck, it would have been up then. it's like, yeah, anxiety was high. So, but I, like the doctors give me one so I can, um, I can take it at any point. I start feeling anxious. Mm. So I carry one around with me every cool. day. And if I need it, then I can just take it. So it's, that helped massively, like, and yeah, yeah. what that's allowed me to do is to realise when I'm starting to feel anxious. Mm. So I can see the signs now. My heart starts pumping faster. Mm. I start looking round because I'm not comfortable in like yeah, the situation, yeah. and that's when I know I got to take one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like the big change that's happened in these last two three months has been my habits. Like we had we had a conversation around this, so like. Um, before bed, like I'd light the candle before bed, half hour before bed, cool. do a bit of reading. Like I would have never done that before. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read since school. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I would just think, oh, why would I read? Like it don't do anything. But actually, it's like I can sleep so much better yeah. now doing stuff like that. It's, um, I've completely taken alcohol out of my life. Amazing. So I don't drink any alcohol now and I don't actually miss drinking yeah. alcohol. I can sit there on a Saturday night and be like, oh, do you know what? I'm not bothered. The yeah, boys yeah. roll out because I know I'm going to wake up on Sunday, feel amazing. Mm. Whereas I used to be like, I'd be Saturday night, it'd be like nine o'clock, boys would out, would go out. I'd say I'm not going out. I'd see them pull like Snapchats or Instagrams <laughs> up. And all of a sudden I'd be upstairs changed and out joining them like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I've my mindset's totally changed 
in that respect in getting good habits getting the good habits but also giving me a different focus then as well so like my business that's that's growing now mm. um the personal training that I'm doing like my for myself is the best I've trained in god yeah. knows how long because I'm just so focused on being like a better version of me mm. both physically and mentally yeah 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 and I'm just reaping the reward the rewards now these last couple of months and that's why I got to the point last Wednesday where I was like I'm so strong now where I feel as if I can share my story mm. and like I can come on a podcast here with you and yeah yeah just chat about everything that I've been through whereas I God, I I would have never done that mm. six months ago. Yeah, mate. Like you just what everything you just said then is just bang on. It's just like you said that the medication is um you know if you're on it forever if you're on it just a short term the lifestyle changes you're doing on that thing is showing that they're benefiting you mm. to an extent then to an extent then that it might go well. I don't require these, or we start, yeah. they st- doctors might start weaning you off them. Yeah. But you're doing things now, like, you know, the definition of insan- insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Like, mm. y- y- if you're doing the same shit every day, it's nothing's going to change, Nothing but you're changing your lifestyle. Yeah. And, man, like, the more and more you spread your, your story, your journey, like, it's like, it's like, um, the more and more you become stronger. Yeah. That's what I feel like. The more I'm talking about it, yeah, mm. the more I can easily have conversations with people. Mm. So if anyone asks me now, like in the street and stuff, I can be like, oh yeah, I've I've struggled with mental health. Mm. Whereas before, I would have never been able to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm at a stage now where I'm openly honest with people and comfortable in speaking to people about mm. stuff that I've been through. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite, as you said, it's quite like powerful to be able to do that because... As soon as I say it, I'm getting replies saying, oh, do you know what, I've had the exact same yeah. problems. They're like, I've had people come up to me and, like, even close friends have come up and spoke to me about, like, um, oh, I get this thing when I get into new rooms where my, like, heart starts pumping. And I've always wondered, like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, why do I feel like that? Why do I feel uncomfortable? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I get that. And now I know exactly why that happens yeah, yeah. because I take my anxiety medicine and I'm like, oh, chills me out. yeah. Like, so it's okay, like yeah. it's anxiety. It's you yeah, not yeah, being yeah. comfortable in this situation. It's out of your comfort zone. So therefore, like you change, like physically, you have changes. Mm. I find that as well. Though it's like playing sports, right? Whenever you, the the day of a game or you know a big game happening happening that week, you know you start to get nervous. You mm. start to get that little tingle in your stomach. Like the, we don't realize it as sports or athletes that we sh- we've become more comfortable in those areas because that is some form of anxiety yeah of not knowing what anxiety comes from things we can't control yeah environments we've never been in mm. but then once that ball's kicked and once that kickoff's or the whistle's gone or you made that first tackle or that first pass I know this now yeah, yeah it's gone I know this just is just another home. rugby game yeah this is just another game and then you become into someone that you've pro like you've done from the age of 11 or 12 yeah. like you said now you're happy now yeah. you're in your flow state and I, I think one thing which we build this anxiety from is the fact of that um, expectation of what other people think of us. Mm. Like Harry, the rugby player. Mm. You know, that from the age of 12, you've done exceptionally well. Rising star, next best thing. 
youngest person to play for the Ospreys, you know, all of these things lead to that pressure of an expectation of yourself. Yeah. Now that if you've ripped that band-aid off, that plaster off, mm. it's like just gone. Yeah. You no. Know? And it's like quite nice. As you said, I'd go to like, even like local rugby club. And first thing everyone asks me is, how's rugby going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got to the point where I was like, because obviously this has been happening for a while. My only, I kept it to just a small circle who knew my story for yeah. a good couple of months. And then they were still asking me, how's rugby, how's rugby? Mm. It got to the point where I was like, I'm not going up. I'm not going to watch my local rugby club because yeah. I'm like, so I stopped for two months. I didn't go up. But now I can go up and I've been up the last couple of weeks and not one person's asked me about rugby. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like, wow, that's so refreshing. Yeah. To be able to have different conversations with people. Mm. Because I'd feel rude when people ask me about rugby. So I'd be like, oh yeah, rugby's going okay. And then I'd try and like get out the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's like, I don't want to go into that. Mm. It's like rugby's 24-7 for me, was 24-7. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to then go somewhere and speak about more rugby. Mm. How did you feel going back to the place that you left, for instance, the Ospreys? How was that anxiety of going back to an old place where some good memories there, yeah. but some, like, you know, the way it ended, did, yeah. did you find any form of anxiety going back? Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, I'd actually told the Ospreys everything that had happened, so before I put my statement up, so they knew two months ago, a couple of weeks after it actually happened. Mm. So, and they've been amazing, to be fair. All the players have been so supportive to me, and I'm so appreciative of everything that they've done. So yeah. it was quite nice in a sense going back because I knew they all had my back yeah and so it was like that sort of took that pressure away same as my local rugby club I told them the other week before it came out and they've all they all had my back mm. messaging group messaging me and it's like oh wow like I have got people that's there for me mm. and so the anxiety going back weren't actually too bad it was there yeah but it weren't like I was in the car sat in the car and being like I can't do this yeah I was strong enough to be able to go and do it. It wasn't to that point, like. Mm. One thing I realised as well, though, I, I believe everyone should do it, and um, it'll happen with you. I believe the, the journey you're on now, I believe you're going to go on to bigger things than just sport. Like, you, you might even turn back to rugby one day. That's an option, but I think small, small town mentality, you know, everyone knows each other's business. Mm. It's a good thing because it's a community, but the other thing is you feel like you have to explain yourself all the time. Yeah. Like, I believe the best thing that ever happened to me was just leaving for a bit. Yeah. Getting out of my comfort zone. Like, I think that's the thing, you know, you talk about, you know, going into new environments. Every day for me was a new environment yeah. when I was in Australia and then I come over to England now. And, but it's just like, I don't have to, you, you don't have to explain your shit to anyone really. No. But, um, because Wales in particular is just rugby union dominated. I know the football's going well now, but everyone knows rugby union in yeah. Wales. You're, you know, from the valleys, everyone, like when one of you win, you all win. All win. You know? But then you feel that weight of everyone yeah. when it's not going well. Yeah. So it's just that, that journey of um, self, self-discovery self of what's next. Like I know we've spoke about your new, you know, your business now mm-hmm. as a coach. Yeah. Um, exciting things happening there. Yeah. And I think, well, from from what I'm seeing in our conversations we've had, I just think, you know, sky's the limit for you now. Yeah. And that's what, like, I'm so excited about, mm. is I've now stepped out my comfort zone. 
I've jumped straight into it. Mm. And it's like, it's fight or flight now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to go all in. I'm loving the experience so far. And it's only been a couple of weeks. Mm. I'm connecting with people that I would have never connected with before in rugby. Yeah, yeah. And I'm having conversations with people and they've all got similar stories to me. Mm. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. These people are like from like London, from Ireland, England, like from everywhere. And I'm like... God, this is cool. Like, I got this charity challenge now next month and I'm going to be going to London to do one of the days Amazing. with some athletes up there. Like, I got Paralympians doing athletes with the, uh, doing the challenge with mm. them. GB um, swimmers, Welsh swimmers are mm. going to be jumping in. Uh, footballers, Swansea City footballers are going to be doing it. Um, so, no, yes, it's really exciting. And as you said, sky's, sky's the limit. It's nice not having that sort of restriction on me anymore. Mm. I can do whatever I want. If I want to change the scenery, there's nothing stop me now from moving to a different country and trying yeah. to build something there. I'm not contracted to the hospice no more. I'm my own person. Like yeah. I can do whatever I want to do. Mm. And it's been so nice, that feeling of freedom. Freedom, yeah, yeah. That, that weight off you. It's funny, man. When, we, when I get so many <coughs> retired sports players coming on the podcast, right? And it's like, then they feel okay to express themselves. I'm yeah. like, fuck, people want to see you not just as that rugby player or that footballer or that golfer. They want to see you as a person. Yeah. They want to know you, uh, you know, when you're winning, when mm. you're losing, how you deal with adversities. Yeah. Like, as a kid, growing up, someone wants to, wanted, wants to be like you. Yeah. But they want to know that, hey, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. Fucking, the place where you get your most growth is the place where it's the hardest journey. Yeah, definitely. I don't care what anyone says. Like, I could sit here and be comfortable all the time and just fucking do what I want, eat shit, and, you know, muck around. Or I can take this journey of, you know, chips are all down you, and mm. this is where I want to go, mm. and I've got to invest in myself you and back myself. Yeah. And it's only one person who's going to be your biggest fan, and that's yourself. Yeah. And, like, as you pointed out before, I'm not saying goodbye to rugby forever. No. That is potentially something to go back to. Like, I, rugby is my love. Like, it's what I first fell in love with was r- playing rugby. Yeah, yeah. But I want to discover who I am now. Mm. And I feel as if jumping into, like, the fitness world and the coaching world has brought out a different side to me that I I never even knew I had. Like, I used to be uncomfortable having conversations with people I didn't know. I can now walk into a cafe. If someone has conversations with me, I can have yeah, good yeah. conversations with them bringing out that confidence in me Amazing. and that's coming back and I'm like oh my god I'm a better person yeah, yeah I'm busy all the time I'm constantly doing things and it's been really really energizing yeah I'm waking up every morning and I'm like right what have I got planned today yeah yeah seeing different people doing different things mm. whereas I used to be wake up and I'd be like ah oh, I'm training today yeah yeah seeing all the same people again today and and you always have those whingy fuckers at rugby, like in the sports team. You always have, oh, I'm sore. Yeah, the oh. sappers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know who you are, sappers. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It's like life is what you want it to be, um, and you can be in a, in a in a shithole. But if your mind is strong, and your mind and your outlook on life is in a positive way, the sky's the limit. And just like I said, from our first conversation, man, to see, even just speaking to you now, which was probably about a month ago. Mm. Just seeing the energy, you know, coming in, you're bouncing, yeah. happy, you know, there's, there's nerves obviously coming on you now, but it's but like, as soon as you start speaking, boom, yeah, you know? 
you just forget like the cameras are even you or somewhere. You can just have normal conversation. And this, yeah, yeah. As you said before, I would have been like sat here and been like, oh, there's cameras there. Yeah. Like looking at them and being like, oh shit, the cameras are like on me. I gotta make sure I'm saying like the right things. But mm. now it's just like flowing out. Yeah, yeah. I can be open. I'm not hiding anything. Mm. And it's really, really energizing and nice. Mm. Man, you could be the, the man of my stake next piss and leading <laughs> the way. <laughs> yeah. When you're at the Ospreys, who was someone you would kind of. Um, I suppose admire or mm. kind of look up to go off. I like his mentality. Yeah, so there's obviously you've got Lloyd Ashley there who's doing loads now for mental yeah, health yeah, yeah. and really good around the South Wales area. Um, and then you've got this guy there called uh, Tim Jones. So we've got a double RPA in, okay. in Wales, which is like the Players Association. Mm. And Tim is like, um, so the um, worker then for double RPA that's based mm. in the Ospreys. And what, what an amazing guy, like, literally would drop anything and do it for you. Wow. Sort co- courses out for you, make sure mm. you're set up for the next role, sit down and have open and honest conversations. Mm. He's helped me out. He'd be the first person I text when I overdosed. I said, Tim, I can't come in today, I've just done this. And he's like, leave it to me. Go rang my parents, my parents were yeah, home. Like, nice. like, he's the guy that I am the most comfortable opening up to mm. and... I really admire the way he works. He's so hard working, spent, I think he was 20 odd years in the police. Yeah, yeah. Then come into this, he's got his own business, mm. really successful. Um, so he's definitely someone that I've looked up to there, just from a person. Not so much, he's not a yeah, rugby player, he's not one of professional rugby player. He haven't, he's not famous, no one will know who he is, mm. but the work and the hard work he does behind the scenes then for all the players. Mm is like second to none. And I think if you had anyone from the Ospreys on this podcast, he'd be a name that would be mentioned, like if you'd ask that question. Um, So yeah, he's a really amazing man. And Mm. as also then on the other side, I've made, I've made like best friends from that team. Mm, Of course. Because you spend so much time with these these people. You're literally with them day in, day out. You go on an away trip, you're with them for like three, four days. Mm. We've been to South Africa as a squad. You're with them for two weeks, like, living yeah, yeah. with these people. And so there's a few boys there who I'd class as best mates now. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not taken away from... Rugby has given me so much. Yeah, yeah. Both on and off the field through being able to be a professional rugby player, something I've mm. always wanted to do. I haven't achieved everything that I set out to achieve. But looking now, it's like, that's fine, like... Mm. There's more to life than than that. Yeah, yeah. Let's be happy because then yeah, yeah. once you're happy in life, in life, then who knows? I could go back. I'm still young enough, luckily, twenty three, man, to you go back ages. and try and achieve those things that yeah. I've always wanted to achieve, the goals that I've set out from a young age. Hundred percent. Um. So yeah, I'll always be thankful for the connections and friendships and opportunities that rugby have given me. Mm. Oh man, it's a it's amazing platform rugby is like, like don't get me wrong, we've said you know the hardships of rugby, but the the bittersweet how amazing it is when things are going well, mm. like it's hard to grasp that feeling that energy when you go out there or you play well, mm. people compliment you like your ego gets oh, blown boosted up you know massively like, yeah, but then yeah it's just the pros and cons of it and it's trying to manage it and I just think you know you going on your journey for a bit it might only be a year. Mm. Maybe less. Yeah. And you go, Who you know knows? What? Yeah. And let There's the, no let time the, limit to it, which yeah. is quite nice. It's yeah. And and the best thing is, man, like let that body recover. Yeah. Let it like like 
I had four years off. I, I twenty five. I ret- I retired the first time, and then um, I just went into triathlons for four years, mm. and then four years of just doing me, yeah. looking forward to having free weekends, and I do little random things. I went, you know, I started connecting with people not even in the rugby circle, mm. and you start having conversations, networking, talking about ideas, yet excited about yeah. whoa. What am I? What would I be if it wasn't for sport? You know, yeah. what other talents have I got? And mm. that's where everything comes from. It's like everyone. Some people out there struggle to find the purpose. Some some of us struggle to find, ha- or you know, the word happiness or contentment. I like to say, but if you, for instance, look around your c- circle of friends, right? Every one of you have something more naturally talented than the other person. Mm. So, like for instance, in my in my circle, I might be the slowest but there's this guy that was like if we didn't train he never trained he's just naturally faster than me right yeah we've got someone who's naturally funny Mm. we've got someone who's just smart yeah and you know you find out and you're like okay well what have i got in comp what have i got that's my gift out of just like the four five people in my circle identify that and it'll take a bit of time you'll notice i'm I'm good at this Mm. all right well what can you do in that area give it a go just give it a go if it doesn't work out you tried. Yeah. You reevaluate. You go again. You know, yeah. like so many people sit in this pocket of um, this is a job I've done from school, and nothing wrong with those jobs. But they no. they might actually hate it. But then they have this feeling of trap. Like I spoke to um, you know uh, one of the rugby guys in our team, and he was talking about you know oh, I hate my job, okay, but I'm kind of stuck now. They're like you know well I got a I got a car on finance. Yeah. I got I've a got mortgage a house, now. Yeah. You know, Mrs. is pregnant. Well, you know, you're not stuck. You might just have to go back two, three steps to go ten steps forward, but it yeah. might take a little bit longer. longer. You know, it's just kind of like yeah. you you create in the mind that you're trapped, mm. but you're not actually trapped. No. So it's um, and it's like I'm the freedom to try different things as well, and that's mm-hmm. definitely what this break from rugby has given me is that that time to try, and mm. it's trying to get into the mindset of don't be afraid of trying different things. Yeah, as yeah. you said, if it don't work out, uh, it don't work out. Mm. There we are. We just scrap it off and we try <laughs> a different thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always yeah, yeah, different yeah. things you can try. Yeah, yeah. So don't be afraid of doing it because a lot of people are like in that mindset of not trying it because they mm. think they'll fail. Yeah. So they're already thinking negatively. Yeah. That they're gonna fail before they've even started it. Hundred percent. And it's like, how many times as a as a play in training not look good or not come off and you're going fuck scrap that scrap it straight away we'll, ch- we'll go back yeah. to what works here or we'll go back to something we'll create something yeah. else and then it's just finding that click yeah. but you just gotta you know you just keep trying different things you know? and all of a sudden then it'll click one day and you're like oh my god there we go but you'll never know mm-hmm. unless you try 100% how was it w- at the Ospreys I know you had you know other scrum halves here you know Reese Webb yeah I'm trying to think I don't know if what year did you sign there? 2000 and... So I was 2016-17. Was Haber field there? Yeah, Haber's was there. He's a good fellow. Yeah, man. really good They're both from Bridget. Bridget, Town yeah. Boys. Yeah, Townies. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, like, even though they were in the same position as me, the scrum halves are some of my closest mates there, so mm-hmm. I got on really well with, with Haber's when he was there. He was only there for a short time when... He was there, was I was there, so he was there for I think it was a year or two. Mm. Um, but yeah, what a bloke! I remember my yeah. first training session with the firsts. Obviously, a difficult thing. I was mm. like sixteen, I think, coming in, and um, I remember the night before, Harbers texted me, being like, "Mate, I'm coming to yours to pick you up to go to training," and I was just like, "Oh my god, I needed that Amazing. because I was like that." As you said, the anxiety and stuff of going into your first training session with the first is like 
shit, I didn't even know where to go. I didn't know where the change rooms are. I didn't yeah, know yeah. where the f- you go for food, what you do before <laughs> training starts. Like, but he was like, mate, I'm there. I'll pick you up. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, wow, what a good guy. Like Every club needs a Tom Haberfield. Yeah. Uh, so he's really good. Obviously, get along with Webby. Yeah, um, yeah. Gone on to achieve amazing things in the game. Um, Rubes, so Ruben. He's actually the I'm actually is actually my business partner now. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Like the fact that same we, position as well. Same position. So like, I think that's the good thing about rugby is people would look at it from the outside and be like, "Oh, you play the same position. You must not like each other." Mm. It's like no, it don't work like that. It's like yeah, we're competitive in training, but, but we don't take it off the field and no. be like, "Oh, you dick," because yeah, yeah. you're in the same position as me. I'm not speaking to you. It's. You leave that in the training field, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's the same as, like, if boys were to have, like, scrapped in training. Like, it happens. Yeah, it does. But then it's, like, walk off the pitch, and all of a sudden, they speak into each other as you walk the changing rooms. Mm. And you're looking at it, you're like, five minutes ago, these two were, like, punching each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, now they're walking up the changing room, talking absolutely as if nothing's happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then, obviously, Orbs then. So, uh, Matthew Aubrey, um, the others come off. Um, during my time there, and then there's a few younger guys that's come through as well. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my position. But yeah, it's just I think that's how shows how good rugby is. Is someone I was competing against. I'm now in in business with. Mm. Do you know I mean it's it's quite cool to think of it like that? Because a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you shouldn't like each other because you're trying to play in the same position, yeah. the same team." But it's like I don't look good like that. Yeah. What was it? An easy transition or easy decision to pick rug, um, to pick now going from rugby into. Coaching space, PTing, and yeah, definitely. So while I was in rugby, so I saw a trade like coach my local rugby club, um, and really enjoy the coaching aspect of it. Mm. I really enjoy seeing people get better. I enjoy being able okay. to create sessions that create enjoyment, mm. and especially now since I'm more clued up and clear with my own thoughts, I'm looking forward to being a able to put that into practice because yeah. I know how important mm. one the fitness side and the physical side of keeping active and healthy helps the mind yeah but also me having the ability to create sessions that can do that for other people yeah yeah nice um so coaching is always something that I've been excited about yeah um and something that I've always wanted to do is just now trying to find as you said connecting with the right people to help yeah. you on that journey um, so still in that sort of process now, as I'm new to the sort of the fitness coaching side, of it, I've got my qualifications, but it's a completely different world to what I've been used to. 100%. So it's finding those like right people at the minute now to be able to bounce off and sort of guide you on yeah. the right path. And you can't, um, for instance, a rugby, you can call F and F and this, F and that to the boys, but yeah. you can't call you that can't to someone. Can't do that to the general public, to, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's come for a session? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you can't do no, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, good man. Well, look, man, it's been amazing speaking to you, and um, like I said, man, I'm excited, excited to watch your journey and um, just see you succeed in life. Yeah, and um, I'd like to see where you're at in a year or two's time. Yeah, um, it's exciting. It is, mate. It is. Um, one thing I always ask before we wrap up is just what are you grateful for? Yeah. So uh, what I'm grateful for, um, especially after these last couple of months, is just um, my health. Um, thankfully, I'm still here. Um, even though I tried ending my life a couple of months ago, I'm still here. I'm healthy. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I'm living my best life at the minute. 
Um, I've got that freedom. I'm looking at new adventures. I'm taking on different things. So yeah, I'm just glad for my health and glad that I'm still here to be able to talk to you today and and expect uh, share my experiences. Amazing, man. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm grateful for you coming up today. I'm grateful for health. And I'm uh, more importantly, like, just excited to see what's ahead, like I just said. But thank you so much, brother. Thanks, mate. Don't just talk it, walk it.